This is Anastasia Pierce, and you're listening to Tanya Tate presents MILFs Making Money. This is Tanya Tate. MILFs Making Money. to all you wonderful people out there who are looking to level up your loot. I'm Tanya Tate and this is MILFs Making Money. On today's show, age is just a number. And today's guest is Anastasia Pierce, an award-winning fetish producer, model, director and now head of the studio relations department at Clips for Sale. We are discussing empowerment for content creators and why being older does not mean getting out of the business. But what have I been up to? Things are starting to move and we're able to start planning and I'm definitely still on that planning mode. I'm going to be planning to see my family. It's just been far too long and I'm still choosing dates to go back to England. But Canada have now changed their requirements for passengers. So this is great news. So pre-entry tests are no longer required for fully vaccinated people. And also kids under five don't need any tests, which is great because I'm going to be traveling to Canada for my cousin's wedding this summer. And it's just got a whole lot easier. I mean, Aussie doesn't need to have any testing. You, You know what it's like? It's been so difficult, hasn't it? Knowing the rules. So fingers crossed. It's going to stay like that for the summer. It will have been three years since I've been to Canada and seen my family out there. Go and stay with me, Auntie Carol. And it's been two years since I saw my family and my mum, my dad back over in the UK. And they say time flies and it surely does. Just I was looking at pictures of Ozzy. I remember him not too long ago being that little baby boy, just so cute. And we used to travel loads of places. Where did we go? We went to Vegas quite a few times there and back. Chicago, New York, Canada, England, Spain. I think that's quite a lot of places. And by the time he was 24 months, he'd literally done 24 flights. This kid was mostly me me and Ozzy, me and Ozzy on all these flights. But then COVID restrictions, it just stopped everything. But you know what? Ozzy's just grown into this amazing boy. He's learning so much every day. And his next school year, he's going to be starting in TK, which is kind of, they call it transitional kindergarten. I probably even said that wrong, didn't I? So he's going to be starting in the TK. Um, It's kind of preparing them for school. 
and then you kind of do the same school year the next year but it's great for little kids for them getting to to learn the rules the schedule but I just had an assessment by the school district to see what he's going to need when he starts I also had him tested and he qualifies for a weekly occupational therapy so when I was noticing things in his behavior I just kept thinking he was a naughty boy. If you've ever watched our YouTube channel, you will see that he never stops moving. He's always seeking movement. He's seeking pressure. He gives you squishy hugs. He's just jumping everywhere. He has no sense of safety. He'll jump off the couch. Like he, he thinks he's Spider-Man literally. But from the evaluation that he had with the occupational therapist, he's actually doing this a lot more than other kids. And it's recognised as sensory issues. So we've got the occupational therapist we're going to be working with to kind of help him regulate himself. They try and explain it. It's like a cup. And someone who is seeking sensory, they have to keep that cup full. So they have to keep pouring the water in it till it gets to the top. And once they're at the top, they feel regulated. But if the cup's not full, they're always trying to seek to get it filled to the top. That's kind of how I can explain it. So I took him to the school for an assessment. We, we had it planned and they were like, oh yeah, he wouldn't sit still. He kept walking around. He was stomping around, just making noise. And they said, oh, okay, we can see things. So we've got to have a meeting with them in a few weeks time once they review what's going to be happening. Well, here's the thing. Ozzy's going to be going into education. He's going to be learning. He's going to be growing. But as a parent, I want to make sure that he's successful. And it's great that they have these tools for kids. It's great that they can help recognize, you know, these are some of the things. And these are what we they can see compared to other kids. And they can see the how the certain kids are trying to regulate themselves and they're going to be able to give Aussie tools. So we're still working on exactly what it is, but so it's it's a long journey, but it's a very positive journey. So this week in the occupational therapy, we've been working on volume levels. <laughs> if you've ever heard Aussie, if I try and talk on the YouTube live stream, Aussie tries to talk louder. And sometimes it's like literally a battle of the volume. And I always lose because he will always go louder than me. He's just this noisy four-year-old. Four it's it's like, can you use your inside voice, Ozzy? He doesn't, still doesn't quite understand it. So the occupational therapist, she's like, okay, Ozzy, we're going to try and say some words at different levels. So she's she's picking up like one finger and showing him one finger so he can visually see one finger. She's like, can you say in volume one, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. And he was having none of that until like one of them said, oh, what about Spider-Man? He was all about Spider-Man. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Can you say it in a volume two, Ozzy? And she showed two fingers to Ozzy. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. So the, the, this is what we were doing, level five all the way up to level 10. So I think we're still working on that, but I've still got quite a noisy four-year-old right now. Noise from kids is great. 
And sometimes you need a little bit of peace of quiet, especially it's like when I'm prepping this podcast, I have to like literally have him leave the house. And when I'm recording again, I have to make sure I have a time when he's not at home, like when he's at school or when he's going to one of his martial arts classes. But Ozzy's got a lot of learning ahead. And so have I as a parent. I remember being at school and thinking, oh, when I leave school, I won't have to learn things anymore. How wrong was I? I mean, we learn new things every day. I love finding little quotes online. Henry Ford said, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. The greatest thing in life is to keep your mind young. Isn't that what keeps our mind young? Learning. Think about age. Ozzy's four and I'm in my 40s. You know, but I still feel like I'm in my 30s. How old are you and how old do you actually feel? But age really, it's just a number and that's it. It has no limitations. Or think about it, the only limitations are the ones that you set for yourself. So it's like Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Let me say that again. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. I often hear Diamond Dallas Page say this. He, he says this a lot during his DDP yoga workouts. And sometimes Ozzy comes and watches DDP when I do my DDP yoga workouts at the house because it's on a DDP yoga app. And Ozzy likes to watch him. Sometimes he'll do the exercises with me, like a four-year-old's version of DDP, Diamond Dallas Page yoga. <laughs> Super cute. But it's a saying that I do repeat out loud for Ozzy to hear. It's positive reminders. Things you can tell yourself, things you can say out loud. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So you can. Remind yourself you can. Those who are fearless, you, you never grow old. And those who dare to become their truest version. You'll find a deeper purpose in life. And then when life has a purpose. Time has no boundaries. Really, time does have no boundaries. And when time has no boundaries, age is just a number. I love Joan Collins. You know, you got to love Joan Collins. She said, age is just a number. It's totally irrelevant. Unless, of course, you happen to be a bottle of wine. Hey, we all like a good aged bottle of wine. But we really do live in a world that often defines and limits people by age. You know, certain things happen at certain ages. You start school at a certain age. You leave school, or you can leave school after you've passed a certain age. You learn to drive a car. You have to be a certain age to get a license. Certain age to get a glass of wine in a restaurant or a bar. You know, can I see your ID, please? Car insurance prices change, vary with age. I remember being 21 and trying to get car insurance. Whoa, it's through the roof. Then you get older, you get AARP, which is it's a an American Association of Retired Persons. I've discovered this <laughs> coming from England. But it's like a, you know, it's an older person's group that you can kind of join and you get all these benefits. You can retire and claim your pension benefits once you reach a certain age. 
you can get a bus pass when you reach a certain age in Liverpool. I have to tell you about this. I mean, I grew up in Liverpool. So in Liverpool, if you're over a certain age, it used to you'd be called like an OAP, an old age pensioner. The day of your OAP, you know, your birthday, you'd be down there trying to get your free bus pass because what it meant, you've got your bus pass, you could go anywhere within Liverpool, Merseyside, wherever, wherever the, I can't remember how far the pass took you, but you could basically go all around Liverpool. You could sit on the bus all day for free and it wouldn't cost you anything, except you couldn't use it during peak hour. So you'd have all these little old women and they'd stand at the bus stop. You know, I used to get the bus to work. Different times I was on flexi hours when I worked in the office and the bus would stop and the doors would open and you'd see this little old woman outside and she'd say, now Liverpool have strong accents, and then she'd say, I'm too early, lad. Okay, maybe you need me to say that again. Am I too early, lad? Am I too early, lad? There you go. <laughs> My translation. And he was a dead nice bus driver. He'd be going, go on, love, get on, go on. And he'd let her on before it was half nine because that was the, the the time so we used to call them the twirlies oh there's the twirlies so even like later on of being the car you know if I wasn't on the bus I'd see them oh there's the twirlies at the bus stop <laughs> tickles me even now when I think about it so age and aging and the way that your body aged there's a lot of studies that show about 25% of how healthy you remain and how long you live is due to genetics, which you can't control. However, the rest is due to the environment and much of which you can control, such as your nutrition, what you eat, getting plenty of water in your body, stress factors, the amount of toxins that your body is exposed to, fitness levels. And mindset as well will help you keep in young, despite the amount of years that you've been alive. That positive mindset. I remember when I made my first adult movie and I was categorised as a MILF. I was like, there you are, you're a new MILF in the industry. And I remember thinking, oh, MILF, what? What's a MILF? It's like, mums, I like to F. U-C-K. Oh yeah, I'll spell it out for you. I was put in a category. Like, there I was in this box. And I'm like, they're calling me a mum, even though I've had no kids. Hmm. And it took me a while to realise, well, actually, it's it's a category, it's a niche, it's, it's, a, it's something that the fans are going to look for in me. And suddenly I felt beautiful, I felt empowered and I, I wanted to own that title. It was shocking when I first heard it being said, you know, I'm in my 30s, no kids. However, I went on to be nominated many times for Mill for the Year and I actually won 12 awards for Mill for the Year. Not done too bad. Embraced it. It's the age. Embrace the age. You know, even though other people might define us by age, it doesn't mean that you have to define yourself by age. Do you believe anything is possible? There is nothing that can stop you, not even your age. Remember this and tell yourself, age is just a number. 
Coming up next on MILF's Making Money, myself and Anastasia Pierce, an award-winning fetish producer, model, director, and now head of the studio relations department at Clips for Sale, are discussing empowerment for content creators and why being older does not mean getting out of the business. You are listening to Tanya Tay Presents, Mills Making Money. And we are discussing why being older does not mean getting out of the business. I have with me an award-winning fetish producer, model director, and now head of the studio relations department at Clips for Sale. She's been in the adult industry since 2000, mainly on the fetish side. She's a self-made entrepreneur with a large library of movies that have been distributed all over the world. Her work exclusively with other women has ranged from lesbian to bondage, domination and superheroes. She has won awards for her brands and movies and has been nominated each year for almost two decades by XBiz, AVN and other recognised award shows. Through her new position at Clips for Sale, she's helping other producers, creators and models to be empowered and successful in the business. Welcome Anastasia Pierce to the Mills Maker Money podcast. Ah, thank you so much. Hello. <laughs> it's been too long since I saw you. <laughs> I know, I know. We've definitely, I think we probably saw each other at one of the award shows that you were nominated at. Can't yeah, which probably. One. It's been, you know, since since COVID, we, we don't get out of the house very much anymore. I know. And then uh, I moved out of LA. I'm in Vegas now. Very and nice. I love it. I love, love it. You love Vegas. Yeah. I, I remember I come to your house because we shot together many years ago. Many years <laughs> many ago. Years it's ago. been so long. Yeah, it's incredible. I think yeah. I met you at one of the Comic-Cons. Because oh, we both... Right. Yeah, we both right. like to dress up as superheroines. <laughs> yeah, you was on the booth with those beautiful paintings. I was, yes. Oh. I'm very lucky. I live with a very talented artist. and uh, he is. Yeah, we. I'm still helping him out. He's still helping me out. It's great. It's a good. You can give him a shout out. LorenzoSperlonga.com. He paints beautiful pinups. Go check it out. <laughs> I know it was. I saw it and I was like, oh wow, Lorenzo, your work is amazing. And then there you are, his muse, this beautiful Aww. goddess woman. I was like, that's why you're so inspired. <laughs> <laughs> you're very beautiful. But so, don't get me wrong. I like him to paint other women too. I, I love, I love seeing how he represents the woman form. And I think he's a true milf lover like us because he likes curves and, you know, a certain look, I think, is a, yeah. a little blast from the past. The girl from the 80s with the big hair and big lashes. And <laughs> oh, I love it. It's, it's like super hot. It's like it's ultra it's, glam. Yeah. Ultra glam pin up. Very sexy. Like, it's not like a cartoon, but it would be like if they changed some of those sexy cartoon women into like a real life painting. It's just fabulous. Anyway, we digress. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. We're here to catch up. <laughs> I know we are here to catch up. But we, yeah, we do have some of those clips together. 
And yeah, it was, a little bit. It was super hot. Yeah. yeah, some like little fetish clips. Anastasia, tell everyone about yourself. I mean, I've just told them all about yourself. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a really nice intro. I was like, get it right. So, <laughs> let's talk about yourself. How did you first yeah. get involved in the adult industry? I'd love to. So I am somebody who has never had an agent. And I got into business because I loved the look of the business. And when I got in business in uh, early 2000, late 1999, it, it was the time of glam still. Playboy was huge. Hustler was huge. I mean, they have their own building in Hollywood. You know, it was part, being part of that business was a little bit like being a star in Hollywood. And I wanted to be part of it. And I met some people who were like, you should give it a shot. You should try. And coming from a small town in Switzerland where things were never available to me, coming to LA and having this sort of a dream because I, I, I've always loved women. I've always collected like uh, magazines that had the top model, the Cindy Crawford of the time. And I just oh, I admired. Cindy oh. <laughs> I had a workout DVD. Do you remember Cindy Crawford did the workout DVD? That was my go-to. That's how I lost weight when I was like, oh, yeah. like oh, 21 or 1920 20 or something. Sorry. And these women were like, I... I like idols to me, like so beautiful and feminine and sexual and powerful. And uh, I just felt like, you know, being Playboy or any adult magazine would be just as powerful. So it was a little bit of a dream and I pursued it and I'm so happy I somehow found my way in there. But fetish, the look of fetish was my favorite from day one. Like I love this femme fatale, desirable, you know, sort of woman who's unreachable, a little bit dangerous, <laughs> like hey. a James Bond, like a James Bond girl, you know? <laughs> you better watch out. She's going to get you. So I got in a business um, little by little at the time of Glamour, and I got super lucky to have my first exposure was, was this kind of company where you were already pampered and it was super glamorous. They would do your hair and your makeup and the sets were great and there was a big crew. So it was fascinating to learn from the inside of these big companies. And little by little, I got to know the fetish sides of things and I saw that people were more self-producing. They were not such big companies. And I asked a lot of questions and I decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot and start shoot, shooting for myself because I like a crossover of domination and sensuality. And I just didn't find it with the people I were working with. It was either hard BDSM, like Kink was doing, yeah, or very hard. very hard. And even though it's twisted and sexual, it, it was too hard for me. I liked the less humiliation. I liked the more sensual. And with the lesbian movies, I liked it. But to me, it was a little too vanilla. Like I needed some more kinky elements to it. So that's how I started my brand. By just, you know, going after things I liked. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I said it to people, you know, go do things you like. Because that's going to make you different so how did you like get to work for yourself you know you've worked for some of the companies mm -hmm. that you said and now you wanted to work for yourself mm -hmm. kind of like what did you do how did you start that process 
up and running. At the time, there were not really clip sites out there. So I started a website for myself. And then I started uh, distributing DVDs. So I would shoot scenes and I shopped around town in LA and I found some people who were willing to carry my movies and they started selling. So they ordered more and then I signed a contract and I started distributing in adult stores under my own brand. So that was very exciting. And it, it gave me a goal like every month to try to build a library for my future. Because I could see the people like Jenna Jameson and Tara Patrick, you know, they made a, a career out of it. And it, it was very inspiring to see that women, not just men in this business, could have their own brand and could develop a product that would benefit them. And that, that was kind of it. So I started with that. And then the Clip Sites came along and Clip Social was the first one who approached me at a convention called FetishCon. And they say, hey, we are this brand new platform. You should put your stuff here. And it was just starting and the concept was weird. Like it was it was not known yet, you know, to give your content to other people. <laughs> yeah, it was like, this is mine. I, I wanted full control, but it's kind of, you know, you're going onto a clip store and it's like, hey, here's all my content. And yeah. make me some cash. Yeah, and at the time, DVDs were big, you know, so that was the uh, the emphasis of, of how to make money by distributing DVDs. But I, I considered it, and I started selling clips, and little by little, it caught up to where the clips really took off, and then the DVD market, of course, declined. So yeah. I continued the same route. Instead of shooting for movies, I was shooting for clips, and uh, the audience, I think, was even bigger because they can reach you directly versus, you know, somebody who goes to an adult store, buy a movie, they're a fan of you. But at the time, unless they came to an adult convention, they couldn't get to meet you. On the reverse side, with the clips, people became fan and would write and say, oh, I just watched this. I would love to see Wonder Woman next week do that or ordering custom videos. So the, the fans were getting more and more involved in the production. And I liked it. I th it was so great to get immediate feedback. Yeah. And it is, isn't it? It's like the fans, they're the ones that are going to be buying. They're the ones that, you know, they determine really what we shoot. You know, mm -hmm. you have different fans to me. We all have our own separate oh, fans absolutely. that like separate things. And, you know, they will come to us and, you know, give you feedback. They like this scene. So, you you know, you're getting your schedule down for shooting. Well, what do I what do I want to shoot, and what do I think the fans are going to buy? What mm. do I think is going to convert the most sales? And it and and knowing getting that feedback from the fans, and then the upsell, you know, the custom movies where the fan really directs it. Yeah, and they they changed my career in a sense that when I first started, I did a lot of bondage. And that was all the companies that were hiring me was all bondage, 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 bondage. So I had a lot of fans who liked me in bondage. But then little by little, I had some guys saying, oh, I want some foot fetish stuff. I want latex stuff. I want this. I want that. So I started producing it. And then I realized that there was a whole other genre that I could make money in. And, you know, I, I think you have to be 
open mind in this business. You have to go with the flow and change your strategy because it's ever evolving. You can't say, okay, I'm only doing this and that's it. Yeah. Because if if you want to do it for a long time. So it was great with aging to sort of evolve in my business. And then again, like bondage became more difficult as I became older. <laughs> you know, I've, I've, do you know what? I've, I'll have to tell you about bondage. It's like one time I got tied up by this so-called producer. I don't even know. I went to his apartment. It was through an agent and it didn't really feel like a real job. I'll be honest with you. It wasn't like your normal production studio. Mm-hmm. It just didn't feel right. And I got there and he's, he tied me up. But I'm, I'm a bit claustrophobic. And then it was just some of the things he was saying. And it wasn't, it was, you would have been like, that's being tied up. Like it was hardly anything. But to me, if it was very restrictive. Was and I, I did not like it. And I can remember going back to the agent and I said, don't put me in any more time up scenes to the agent that booked me. Anyway, weeks later, wherever, another job comes in and another agent within the same agency tries to give me the job. You're going to be tied up. I said, no, I'm not. I said, I don't do that. Yet you do. And literally they argued with me. The owner of the agency got on the phone and argued with me. And he said, well, you're going to get fined $100. And they took $100 off me because I wouldn't do a shoot when I was tied up. I was like, that's "That's just BS. And, you know, I didn't stay with that agent that much longer. I can imagine. You know, I want to tell you a little story about agents. When I first started, I was 26. And I went to see an agent. And because everybody told me, you have to have an agent if you want to be in this business. So I went to see an agent. He's like, you're 26 years old. You're too old for this business. Don't even bother getting in it. And wow, I was so disappointed. I was, my heart was broken. I was too old at 26. 26. I know. I mean, let's. That was my first day. And I'm here at 48. And I don't care that people know my age. And I'm doing perfectly fine. Do you know what? It, it is. It's ageless. You know, let's talk about age because it's it's such a big thing. You know, I'm, we're both in our 40s. I can yeah. say whatever, whatever the age is, you know, yeah, we're, we're both absolutely. in our 40s. But really, many content creators are entering the careers at an older age. And there was always a stigma, wasn't there, about older women taking her clothes off. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, the come on, love, you're too old for all that. That's that's changed you know, I started in my 30s and mm. the age to start working in the adult industry, you know, like the lower age, obviously that's set in law. Mm-hmm. But what about like old, you know, what is too old to start in the adult industry? I don't think there is a limit. I really don't. Because I like to, uh, when I started, I only had fans that were older than me. Today, I have fans that are younger than me my age and older than me so you know what that's great it's like you evolve you change and your crowd change and as you become older you get more confident and yeah. people like that they like a confident woman a woman who's, comf- who's comfortable being who she is who says yes i like sex yes i like dominations yes i like to be spanked 
it's it's a turn on or or a woman who likes to you know tell a man what she wants i want you to do this to me i want you to you know to yeah. do this by yourself like it's it's nice to to see somebody who's comfortable with themselves yeah I yeah i i agree i think for me um a lot of the benefits were being confident you know being at the age where you know i'd kind of gone through a lot of the stuff when i was like younger you know you start having sex and then you're experimenting with different guys but it was kind of really vanilla you know it's really vanilla sex i feel that by having you know working i worked in an office And so I had the mindset, if you go to work every day, you do your job, you get paid, you do a good job, you might get a bonus. And so then moving forward and then having taken those skills, not only as having like, you know, worked in a regular, regular, should we say, daytime job and having the confidence as me as a woman, I think for me, that was better me starting in my 30s. Yeah, and I think the same with me. I never broke the rules I gave myself. I never went past the limits I wanted to do. And I think if you start too early, people will take advantage of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And by starting later, I knew what I was wanted to do or not wanted to do, what I was comfortable with or wasn't. So for me to say, no, I'm not doing this. No, I'm not taking this job was never a problem. Yeah, I could have made more money by taking them, but I knew if it was never right for me. And I I always tell people, like, stick to your guns, like, know what feels right. Because, you know, we all have to take care of our emotions and our spirits. And that's way more important than a paycheck. And, you know, knowing that I like to shoot with women. And the reason is I don't fall in love with women, but I fall in love with men. <laughs> <laughs> husband is like no, no. <laughs> so that's why for me it made perfect sense to where it's like yeah i can be sexual with women but i'm not gonna get my feelings or my emotion torn <laughs> it's just it gonna is, be it is quite personal it is quite personable you know yeah. having sex with another guy it's really personal and that intimacy You know, I've done many scenes with guys. That's when I first started shooting in the industry. That's all I was doing, really. Mm -hmm. Mostly scenes with guys and a few girls. Um, And then I went on exclusively just to shoot only with girls. But I think, you know, some of the guys that I worked with, the passion was there. And you can feel loved and like that infatuation if the chemistry is there it can really click something in your mind mm-hmm. it's like wow this scene is this sex is amazing mm-hmm. and then you know to just like walk away from it after that for me it was it was kind of it it, it it's kind of easy <laughs> to walk away i think if i'd have been having sex with all these guys when i was younger I think I wouldn't have been able to control those yeah. love feelings, that lust. And I've, I think I probably would have had my heart broken a few times. Because some of those yeah. guys were just such amazing lovers. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they're in a business. Yeah. <laughs> not everybody is. No, you, you know. no, no, they're not all. And they're the, not all nice either. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, you you have, you, you find your few favorites. And, you know, yeah. when you get, you, you'd see the name. 
and you'd be like, oh, I'm working with him today. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be a good well, You know, it's the same day. thing with girls too. I mean, you can have girls crushes. Like there's some people I, I was very excited to shoot with because I just like their look, their style. Or I, I just, yeah, it was just a goal, something I wanted to do. But again, by starting later in the business, I knew what was right for me and what wasn't. And that helped a lot. That's why yeah. I think it's it's okay to start later. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that the business is making MILF now, you know, we I think we are more important than the new girls. <laughs> <laughs> we like to feel that we are. Do, do you know, it, it, it is in terms of like things have changed, you, you know, Things really have changed. It's, it, you know, the, the typical look used to be young, blonde, big boobs, and you used to have to, like, live in L.A., you know, when you were talking about, like, Hustler at the big building. But it's really changed. You can live in any state, in the U.S., Absolutely. anywhere in the world. You can look however you want to look. You can be whatever age that you want to look. And it really has. It's, you know, camming, clipped stores. The sites mm -hmm. are, like, similar to OnlyFans. It's changed the game. And oh, completely. It's like, like yeah. it's, you are the one. It's your success in creating your own brand and it's determined by your own hustle. And me and you have taken that MILF hustle to the next level. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> we are all about the MILFs. It's, <laughs> I, I love this podcast because it gives me a platform to get out there, to be talking to other content creators, you mm -hmm. know. And I, and I know all different content creators listen oh, yeah. to this. And I, I called it MILFs making money because that's me. I'm the MILF and I'm making money. You and, I, and, and a lot of my friends are MILFs and I love to give that platform for other MILFs and also other people as well. You know, it's not, I don't just restrict Absolutely. it to MILFs, but you are the MILF and I, I, and I love that I'm giving a platform for people and you are as well, Anastasia. You are empowering other performers. Oh, thank you. You know, and I, because yes, before you had to go to LA to be in this business, but now you really don't like you can really do it from anywhere in the world. And I love that because me coming from a small city, I didn't have this kind of, you know, choices. I had to move across the world to do this. And then now knowing that other people who are in my town, where I come from, can do it from home, I think is amazing, amazing. And um, that's what I like about like the clip sites is, and also, you know, you're your own boss, you get to choose your image. And I think that's so important. It really is what, how you want people to see you. It is one of the most important things, have control of your image. Because when you work for another company, they might, you know, make you look a certain way that just doesn't reflect who you are. But when you have your own brand, you, you get to do what you like the way you want to do it. And yeah, if you do a clip site, you know, you choose how much you work. Is it a hobby? Is it a full-time job? It's really up to you to decide how you're going to run your business, how often you're going to update it. And then uh, you get to develop all kinds of skills. Like I... I'm terrible with coding and tracking traffic, I, I'll be honest. But I'm very good at editing, 
putting special effect on. So I've developed all these computer skills that I didn't even know I had because of the business. So I think it's great. It's great personal development. It's super creative. You can, you know, you can write a script. You can, you know, one minute you're a writer, one minute you're a set designer, then you are a stylist, then you're a makeup artist. Then again, you maybe you're doing graphic design, then you become a marketing agent. I mean, it's all the aspects of the job are amazing. Like whatever you want to do, you can do. Yeah, I, I love it. It's like, you know, getting out there and getting a little piece of everything. And if you can't do everything yourself, it's okay to ask for yeah. help. Maybe I've had like times when I've asked the fans, like I I'm stuck on this. And like, there's someone out there that are your fans that can be like, hey, this is like, this is what you need to do to fix that problem. Mm-hmm. Um, or there's other times when I've just been like, hey, here's, here's a task for you. I'm going to pay you to do it. Sometimes um, you have to, sometimes yeah. you should. I think one of the biggest mistake I did in the business was not to hire more people because I was always trying to do everything myself. And at at some point, it's like you can't, you know, clean your house, edit stuff, market yourself. It's just you can't. You have to admit it. And now with all the platforms, I think people are becoming, should have content managers, like people helping them put their content in different places and help them market. Like, it's just, there come a point, you can't do everything yourself. If you become like a good brand, that's what I mean. Yeah. If it, yeah. So let, let's, let's go back to like the basics. We're talking about a clip store and, mm-hmm. you know, you've mentioned it, but if someone's listening, can you explain like what a clip store actually is? Sure. So I'm just going to tell you on Clips for Sale because that's what I know. You go and you sign up for a store and you become a creator or a studio and you have to upload one clip of one minute. That's all you need to get started. And then, But you also have to uh, uh, upload compliance paper to say that, yes, I own the right to this product. Yes, this is the people who are in this video and they're over the age of 18. So you have to like provide some proof that this belongs to you. And then you get started and you put your billing information. And um, when you reach, I think it's $50, you start getting checks. So you put it as often as you want. You put it on the days you want. You put it on the subject you want. So that's what it is, like creating um, an image, a brand, categories, things you like, don't like. Some people are never on camera. They just do audio. Some people, you know, the the beauty of of doing clips is it's for everybody because you can be any age, any sizes, any ethnicity. You can can do nudity or no nudity with fetish. It really is up to you. And uh, yeah, everybody's successful somehow. Like if, if you apply yourself and you're regular enough and you advertise yourself, you really can be successful. I like though, you know, some of the clip stores, like they do help with you being marketed. You know, it's, it's sometimes I think it's difficult, you know, you're on social media, you're regular social media, Instagram, your Twitter, Instagram, you know, sex workers, we are always getting taken down one way or another. Oh, I got my... Yeah, I got my 2.9 million verified Instagram account taken away. 
Mm-hmm. But so unbelievable. Yeah. So it's sometimes it can be difficult to drive traffic, you know. From... It is, but that's the whole thing. If you find successful platforms, there's already traffic there, and then like uh, one of the first thing I ask when I started working with Clips for Sale is the data, like how many people visit, and I think it was like thirty million people. Wow, <laughs> it's crazy. That's a lot of customers. <laughs> That's a lot. Oh my God. But you know, the thing also is when there's different platforms, but like on clip sales, on clip sites, it's a library. Everything stays. So once you start developing uh, customers, they come back. Like if they like your product, you send them an email and every week they come back and they buy your new movie and your new scene. And you develop your own fan base like this. Like they're just there waiting for the your next thing. So that's amazing. And you don't really have to interact with people as much if it's not something you're into. Some people like to interact with fans, some don't. But everything's available 24-7 anywhere in the world. So that's nice, you know, to know that. And, and people buy old stuff. They buy new stuff. They buy old stuff. They buy multiple stuff. So that's that's great for everybody who's a creator so you can be sleeping oh your yeah clip store is taking the cash the fans are buying your product your bank balance is rising and yeah i'm selling like... clips right now while we're chatting yes <laughs> 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 and like cha-ching 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 <laughs> and we work hard for what we do we deserve it yeah. you know yeah no I, <laughs> we didn't just fall on our lap and that's again that's a misconception like there's a lot of work involved there yeah the, the people who are successful they really do work hard yeah it's you can't just come online and think yeah i'm gonna make money and sit back you've got to put time and effort into it and you know find the things that you like to do and mm-hmm, bring produce more of it yeah and i've helped a lot of friends throughout the years who were just talents working for agents and then they felt the burnout they're like oh I, I used to get booked a lot and now what do i do i worked for all the companies and now they don't want me anymore so i i helped mentor a bunch of my friends and say okay now you know the business you work for enough people you have, now it's the time for you to start doing your stuff the way you want to do it. And many of them did. Some some of them quit the business. You know, they were done. It was just a phase in their life. And that's fine. Yeah. But many of them turn it into their, a bigger business to where they make more money working for themselves now than they ever did working for other people. And I think that's awesome. I, I, I think that's really powerful. It's like helping friends it's like you know empowerment is really about making someone stronger and more confident and especially for them in control and you know their life and their career and you kind of being there to support friends to you know help other people in the adult industry empower Mm -hmm. them to get on their journey empower them to look for other options and avenues and you know help them to become a successful person just like you are and you know, they're, they're my friend, they're my co-workers, they're my allies. They're not, I'm, I'm never jealous of my friend's success. I'm proud of them because first of all, they're the only people who understand what I go through every day. Like, 
<laughs> we we are alike. We do the same thing. So I feel like we should support each other. And often I saw anytime I did collaboration with other people in the business, we all did better. Like their fan followed me, my fan followed them. And yeah. there's enough room for everyone. There's enough fans out there. And fans will buy from different people, not just one person. So I think it's better to help each other out. I think because we already, like you were saying earlier, shadow banned on social media, at mm -hmm. least let's help each other out. And yeah, I want people to be successful at what they do and proud also, you know, this, this is supposed to be a positive thing. This is supposed to be like an empowered business, not something that makes you feel bad about yourself. So anywhere I can help, I'm happy to do so. And actually the opportunity presented itself not long ago for me working for this company. And I was like, yep, I'm doing it. I didn't even think about it. I applied immediately. So this is for Clips for Sale because I wanted to talk yeah. to you about your new role. It's your head of the studio relations department at Clips for Sale. So tell us a little bit about what you do to help other performers and studios. So the company was sold last year and there's a new management and I love the new management because they are listening to the studios, to the creators, and they want to know what the creators want to keep the platform successful. And before, they really honestly wasn't there that it was like people running the site and people putting things up there. And now I'm sort of the bridge. I'm the person who talks to the studios and then I talk to all the departments like products, compliance, billing, um, who else is there? God, there's uh, customer service. And, you know, it goes back and forth. It's a good dialogue to where studios are telling me, okay, we need this, we want this, we should have these tools. And then I bring it back and then the developers start working on it, start putting on the schedule. So it's awesome that there is now this communication. And luckily, because I have been on the studio side for so long, I know what people need because <laughs> I have been in, in that position for so long. I know what makes it, you know, I know what I've been liking of. I know what is important to be successful. Yeah. So I'm doing my best to, you know, make changes of what's possible to be changed. And I also love seeing the back end of things, how things are being run. And it's exciting to be part of a, such a big successful company who's been around for 17 years I think now yeah. a long time and it's just really fetish uh niche which is my big love so it just made sense it's a great collaboration and I get to continue helping people who are just starting so part of my role is to onboard people so when people sign up I give a little class to show them how to put stuff up and where they should go depending on what they do and then I hold a speakeasy, which is like a, a little get together with the studios. And we talk about different issues and we brainstorm and talk about things coming up. So that's exciting. And then I'm going to be doing a convention soon and meeting new creators. So I'm excited about that too. You know, and again, like it's all about guiding people. And I didn't get that chance when I started like there was no how to do things it was really about finding your way 
And I think I wasted time. I wasted money sometimes because I just didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish somebody like in my position existed when I started. (laughs) I I think it's a fabulous role for you, Anastasia. You know, you've been there. You've done that. You're a really positive person, you know, and you do want to help others. And, you know, for you, Clips of Sale has been really successful in terms of, you know, you're making your cash, you know, that your sales are converted really well and that's a perfect platform for you. And then to have someone like you as the champion, as someone that's like empowering all the other performers, to give them a voice, to put it up there to the management people to be like, hey, Mm -hmm. this is what we would like to see made better. This is what mm-hmm. we would like to have improved. And you're that person that have got their back that are going up to, up to the top level and being like, hey, this is what they want. What can you do yeah, for them? And I, and I told them from day one, I'm like, guys, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to tell you what I think is important. And they love it. I think they, they want me to be, you know, just honest with what I see and don't see. I'm always positive and I see always a solution to any problems because I think if you don't see life that way, you're going to be disappointed all the time. And I, I don't want to be disappointed. I want to be successful. <laughs> but I'm also realistic. And when when there are roadblocks, there are roadblocks. And sometimes you have to be patient. And then sometimes it's, you know, you have to do things differently. But it's it's great, and for me, Clips for Sale has been the most reliable platform. Like, really, every month I almost make the same sales. My check always came; I never had to ask. It was always on time, you know. And that's just so important when you work for yourself to know it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> it's consistency, true. consistency in terms of the sales, and and consistency in terms of you getting paid. You know, yeah. they're. Yeah. We're saying this, people are like, why is she saying that? Because there have been platforms that have withheld payments for whatever reason, and then it's late. So, you know, performers are relying on that check. They've got bills to pay. I shot for big companies, you know, porno companies, and my check bounced when I went to deposit it. Yeah, (laughs) I got that too. (laughs) And I was like, are you kidding me? Now I'm getting charge a fee. And I did the job and you give me a bad check. I mean, this is ridiculous. I would never do this to people I work no. with. No. And then that that was one thing too that made me work for myself is anybody who worked with me, I wanted to treat them the way I wanted to be treated. Yeah. And if people had limits or things they didn't want to do, I was never going to push it. Who cares? We'll do something different. And yeah, it's, it's too important. I mean, come on. We all have pluses and minuses and trying to make everybody the same just doesn't make any sense yeah i i I totally agree it's like you know i directed movies i did um a whole series called lesbian family affair for philly films and it was three Mm -hmm. ways with different you know older it it, it was again embracing the mills like older and younger um and you know sometimes i'd get there and they and even though I'd prepped them and I told the agents and this is what it is and it's, you know, it's kind of taboo and, and they get there and they're like, oh, I didn't know it was taboo. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's like, that's the premise of the whole movie. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you would, you'd have to work around it because you need that scene 
they're there and you need that scene and so you have to respect like what does the performer what are they comfortable with what are they comfortable with saying mm-hmm. or maybe you mm-hmm. just like you know you come up with a different plan of action but at the end of the day you've still got product that's going to sell you yeah just it was the same it. with customs you know i would get customs and they would want a certain performer in the custom and i would approach that person and hire them and then the day of the shoot they'd be like no I don't, I don't want to do that. And it's like, well, you understand that that's what the job is. And you said, yes, I, I would always change it because I just, I, I'm never going to force anybody to do something they don't want. But then you have, you know, you have a responsibility. You have to go back to the customer and say, hey, you wanted this person and these are her limits. So sorry, like certain things were not possible because it was outside of their range. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you have to adapt again. Like, you can't just be so hard-headed to where that's that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But let's talk about more beautiful women. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, you'd mentioned to me that you come across a lot of models and producers who have problems with self-image as they get older and they don't feel like they're relevant anymore. When, in fact, this is the opposite. You know, a middle-aged woman fits and belongs in our business which is one of the reasons why you said you were so attracted to being a guest on my podcast and I'm going to say this a song has just come into my mind that Christina Aguilera I am beautiful Ah! no matter what they say (laughs) I'm going to take off my clothes now (laughs) yes please This is audio only, but we can actually see each other during the recording. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) That was a very lovely view. Thank you, Anastasia. And I I have to say, I've been there, done that, and I've had a... (laughs) That was a nice reminder. Thank you. Well, oh my goodness, I'm going to get my question out. Yeah, she, she's no, no, bl- she's blinded me with beauty, everybody. <laughs> what would you say to those that are listening that are not believing in themselves and their brand? It, it makes me sad. Honestly, it makes me sad because, and, and that's why I want to come here and talk with you. And that's why I like the job that I'm doing now. It's, you know, we all change. I don't have the body I had when I, had, I was 20. And then I changed my hair color from black to blonde. Some of the fans hated it. They were mean about it. Yeah. You know, they're like, some people will be horrible. Oh, you got fat. Oh, you got old. Oh, you're not brunette anymore. Or, you know, oh, yeah. you, you're not a submissive anymore. Oh, well, so be it. Like what you want to do, what care, what you care about matters more than these few people who are disappointed because out of those few people you're losing, you're going to find a hundred new ones who like who you are today. And and that's what I tell people to focus on. Like, okay, fine. We, we all change. But like yourself today for who you are today. Don't live in the past. Don't regret. Don't wish you were, you know, 10 years younger. Because in 10 years, you'll be 10 years older and you'll wish you were back to today. <laughs> like... <laughs> let's enjoy where we are right now we are perfect the way we are right now and um evolve with it you know if your body change dress differently that's it you know if um you can't do bondage because it's too hard 
well, start tying up other people. If, you know, like just evolve with it. And we're all beautiful the way we are. We just have to take care of ourselves emotionally, mentally, physically, you know, eat healthy, sleep, don't do drugs. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if you need a break because this business is burning you out, take a break. I mean, it's more important. It will be here when you come back. So that's what I tell people, like, just, you know, just give yourself a break. Like, yeah. like look in the mirror. You are so much more beautiful than all the people you come across every day. Like, love yourself. Love yourself. And beauty is inside, you know? It really is. It and it's is. happiness. It, it, it is. It's like, be proud of yourself, love yourself. And I I say this, the people that are throwing hate or disrespect at you, it's because they're unhappy, unhappy mm -hmm. people. So just yeah. surround yourself, you know, with good people and have that positive attitude and, you know, know when it's time to take time out, take time out away from the fans if, if it's getting too much. Yeah. And then come yeah. back because those fans that really love you, that really support you, they will be waiting for you. And when you come back, they will be ready to reignite the fan relationship back with you Absolutely. again. Absolutely. I have some people who followed me from day one and they're still there. You know, they might not love everything I do these days because it might not be their cup of tea, but they're still fans. They're still very nice. I mean, I've had really, really good fans. I've been really lucky. And I, but again, because I think I've shot stuff that I like. So I've met people who are alike. Yeah. 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 That's wonderful. And Anastasia, you know, let's go back to just MILFs and adult content is generally made on supply and demand. So the fans request a certain genre or fetish and a content creator or studio provides the movie. So some of the top search terms have included MILF, mum, stepmom. You know, why do you think that searching for older women is so popular? Again, I think it's because confidence Older women are confident and confidence is sexy. It's a turn on. Everybody at some point in their life had a crush on somebody older, whether it was a teacher. Teacher, or... straight away, it comes to my mind straight away, the hot teacher, yes. <laughs> or a neighbor or the father of a friend or who, you know, or a coach or, I mean, you, you name, or, or an older brother of somebody. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've all had the hearts for somebody who is older because they they look so cool. So maybe milfs are cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's that hot woman, you know, the hot woman that is so in control, so empowered. Yeah. So and also, we don't are. make excuses for who we are. We don't make excuses for being horny. We don't make excuses for liking certain things. And we don't have to be convinced. We know we like it. <laughs> we do. We do. I'm super pumped and excited and happy about where I am today. I feel like things have progressed for a reason in my life a certain way. I, I've had lots of bumps in my life on a personal level and work level as well because things change. You know, the day DVDs went away, a, a large part of my income went away. So I had to change the way I did business. I lost a first husband, which was very difficult, you know, that could have broken a lot of people in life. Yeah. Um, 
I'm just saying nobody's perfect in this business. Nobody has it better than you. We we all have things that we go through. And if things change, let's just be okay with it. Let's just adapt with it versus being mad at it because it's going to keep changing. It's going to keep adapting. Platforms will come, platforms will go. And then now this this uh, new position I have, I love it because I feel like I can help a new generation of creators, which have so much more tools than we ever had when we were started. They can all be their own entrepreneurs, which was so hard. It is um, so uh, rewarding for women these days to be in a business because it's no longer a man's business. It's an everybody's business. Yeah. And again, you don't have to fit a certain mold to be successful. And I like that. I like inclusivity. I like, you know, it's not always hard. It's not always easy to come from a different country and have an accent. <laughs> you <Yes>. know that. <laughs> People tell me all the time, oh, you have an accent. Yes, I'm, I realize I have an accent. <laughs> Do I? <laughs> it's never going to go away. <laughs> yeah. Make use of it. What? Make use of the tools that you've got. Yeah. Make, you know, make the best of what you are and how you look and what makes you you so don't try to be somebody else be the best of yourself i love it thank you so much anastasia pierce for coming on the mills making money podcast and can you tell everybody where they can find you online i think the easiest place is on twitter and it's just twitter.com for slash anastasia pierce and uh, i'm also on instagram i also have my own website I'm on Clips for Sale. Just uh, search my name and you'll find me very easily <laughs> somewhere. And uh, I, I actually always, I let people contact me. On all the platform, I let people emailing me or DM me. I encourage it, honestly. I see a lot of new creators are not letting people contact them anymore. I think it's a little bit of a mistake because... Again, you are your own business. If somebody has a great opportunity for you, like sometimes people will offer you a great job, but if they cannot contact you, how the hell are they going to get a hold of you? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think we all, we all do our our platforms differently. You know, for me, it's mm-hmm. like I'm so overwhelmed if I'm getting hit on all these different places. This it's just mm-hmm. me. I I can't cope. I have to I have to funnel funnel my traffic to certain places Mm -hmm. so it's Mm -hmm. whatever works for you oh absolutely again whatever works for you it's it's your choice you're your own boss (laughs) anastasia pierce you are also um the best place as well all my links.com slash anastasia pierce yes so everything's on there all your platforms all your social media your premium your website Mm -hmm. so get on over there everybody and if you are a new performer and you are starting a store on clips for sale reach out to anastasia pierce and she will definitely help you and get you set up and running yeah and i'm also gonna be at about a dozen conventions this year so also look for me in your city (laughs) and come say hi and i'd love to meet many new friends in this business that would be great thank you so much anastasia thank you thank you you guys thanks for listening (laughs) 
Thank you all for joining me on Tanya Tay Presents MILF's Making Money Podcast. Mindset will keep you feeling young, despite the amount of years that you've been alive. Keep your mind young, your body fed with good nutrition, watered and regularly exercised. And remember, age is just a number. Maybe you have a suggestion for a future topic for the show or a question that me or one of my guests might be able to answer and give you advice on. You can leave feedback or ask me questions relevant to the MILF's Making Money podcast using the hashtag AskTanyaTate. You can also ask me by commenting on my latest posts on Twitter at TanyaTate, Instagram at TanyaTateXO, YouTube at TanyaTateTube, you can also leave me a voice note on my SpeakPipe, speakpipe.com slash Tanya Tate, and you might get featured on a future episode. I love listening to SpeakPipe voice notes. So should we listen to some of my favorite SpeakPipe voicemails of the week? I think you're awesome, and thank you so much for everything you have given up for your fans. Thank you. Thank you. That was so nice. That's from Alan. He says, thank you. You are awesome. And thank you for everything that you've given up for your fans. Thank you, Alan. I really appreciate that. You know, you do, you you let the fans into your life, really. You know, how often do you get to see somebody in their regular day life on the YouTube with my son on the Instagram live and then get more personal with them? on the OnlyFans and the Sex Panther, which is where you can get really personal with me and come into my life virtually, come into my bedroom, sit with me in the closet. It's like, (laughs) it's my clothes closet. It's got a nice comfy chair and a very bright light in there and it's all snuggly and very quiet. I love it. So thank you. I appreciate that, Alan. Thank you for your feedback. Thank you for listening. And thank you, all you guys, all the support. I love it. Keep it coming. I love hearing what you think about the show. And of course, if you do want to get me on phone, video call, get access to my personal video collection, you know where you can find me on my premium social media channels, sexpanther.com slash tanyatate or onlyfans.com slash tanyatate. And we can get to chat one-on-one over there. And you can follow me on Twitter at Tanya Tate, Instagram at Tanya Tate XO, and my YouTube channel, Tanya Tate Tube. You can see of all my official links, including my premium social media on my link tree. Just search link tree and my name, Tanya Tate. It's all one word. Remember, if you don't see it on my link tree, it's not me. Don't be catfish. Make sure you really are talking to me. Not someone that just stole my pictures. And if you are listening to the podcast on Apple, Amazon, Audible, and are inspired by any of the words that you hear, please be sure to leave me a written review and give me five stars. And you can also give a five-star rating on Spotify. And I will be checking and I do give shout-outs in upcoming episodes. So let's read one of the reviews. This is from Apple Podcast, left by St. Maud. They have given five out of five stars. They say... Inspirational and honest, Tanya's podcast is constantly shocking me with how inspirational the show can be. Her interviews shine a light on how much work goes into being self-employed. Well, thank you, St. Maud. That is amazing. I really appreciate you listening. And, you know, I do give a little bit of insight into what goes on. This is Tanya Tate. And remember, 
You are beautiful no matter what anyone says. No matter your age or any other factors, you are stronger than you think. Empower yourself. Make the now moment amazing and profitable. Now get out there and go build your bank. (laughs) 